Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about migraines. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, as always, you can follow along at zerotofinals.com slash migraines or in the neurology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Migraines are a complex neurological condition that causes a headache and other associated symptoms. And they occur in attacks that follow a typical pattern. There's several different types of migraine that you need to be aware of. And there's four to remember. Migraines without aura. Migraines with aura. Silent migraine, which is a migraine with aura, but without the headache. So just the visual changes in aura. And hemiplegic migraine. And we'll talk about each of these four and what they mean in detail later, and also what aura means. The pathophysiology of migraine has been studied for decades, and there's various mechanisms and theories that have been developed. But there's no simple explanation for why migraines occur, and it may be a combination of structural, functional, chemical, vascular, and inflammatory factors that contribute to the development of migraines. So let's talk about the typical headache symptoms that patients get with migraines. The headaches last between 4 and 72 hours, so it's quite a long duration of headaches. And typical features are moderate to severe intensity, a pounding or a throbbing nature of the pain. They're usually unilateral, but they can be bilateral. There can be discomfort with bright lights, which is called photophobia. There can be discomfort with loud noises, which is called phonophobia. The headache can occur with or without an aura, and we'll talk in a second about what aura is. And there can be nausea and vomiting as well. So what's aura? Well, aura is the term used to describe the visual changes associated with migraines. And there could be multiple different types of aura. So it could be sparks occurring in the vision. It can be blurred vision. Patients can experience lines across the vision, or there can be even loss of visual fields. Next, let's talk about hemiplegic migraine. A hemiplegic migraine can mimic a stroke, and it's essential to act fast and exclude a stroke in patients that are presenting with symptoms of a hemiplegic migraine, because stroke is obviously a very serious condition that needs immediate treatment. So patients presenting for the first time with these symptoms are likely to need an urgent CT head to exclude a stroke and to go down the stroke pathway with urgent management to make sure there's not something very serious going on. Symptoms of a hemiplegic migraine can vary significantly and they can include typical migraine symptoms with a sudden or a gradual onset, hemiplegia which is unilateral weakness in the limbs, so weakness in the arm and leg on one particular side, they can develop ataxia, which is significant difficulties with coordination. And there can even be changes in consciousness. Next, let's talk about triggers. As migraines can have specific triggers that are individual to the person. And often it's not possible to identify the triggers. Central triggers might be stress, bright lights, strong smells, certain foods, particularly things like chocolate, cheese or caffeine. Dehydration, menstruation, so it can be related to the menstrual cycle and occur during the time of bleeding or menstruation. Abnormal sleep patterns, 
and even trauma, for example, head injuries. Let's talk about the five stages of a migraine. And the course of a migraine is often described in these five stages. And these stages aren't typical for everyone, so they'll vary between individuals. And some people may only experience one or two of the stages. The prodromal stage can involve several days of subtle symptoms, such as yawning, fatigue, or mood change prior to the onset of migraines. And often patients will say, I felt like a migraine was going to come. And this is the prodromal stage. The second stage is aura, which is again these visual changes, and this can last up to 60 minutes. Next is the headache stage, which is the third stage and lasts between 4 to 72 hours. Then you have the resolution stage, where the headache can fade away or be relieved completely by vomiting or by sleeping or taking a nap. And finally, the postromal or the recovery phase, where the patient feels better. Let's move on to management and firstly is the acute management and patients can develop their own patterns of helping to relieve their symptoms and often patients will go into a dark room and go to sleep and they say that this treats the migraine and the only way to get rid of it is to go to a dark room and sleep. There's a few options for medical management. One is paracetamol, another is NSAIDs like ibuprofen or naproxen, antiemetics can be used if vomiting and nausea are a problem, things like metoclopramide. And importantly to remember for your medical exams is triptans. And this is things like sumatriptan 50 milligrams that are taken as soon as the migraine starts to try and halt the migraine in its tracks. So let's talk a bit more about triptans. The purpose of the triptan is to basically to abort the migraine as soon as they start to develop. They're serotonin receptor agonists or 5-HT receptor agonists and they've got various mechanisms of action and it's not completely clear which mechanisms are responsible for their effect on migraines. They act on smooth muscle in the arteries to cause vasoconstriction. They act on peripheral pain receptors to inhibit the activation of pain receptors and they also reduce neuronal activity in the central nervous system so they calm down the central nervous system. So it could be some combination of these three that helps them to stop the migraine in its tracks and make the patient feel a lot better. So that's the acute management of a migraine. But we need to talk about migraine prophylaxis. So how do we prevent the migraine from occurring? It can be helpful for the patient to keep a headache diary so that we can identify any triggers to the migraine. And then avoiding those triggers can reduce the frequency of the migraine. And the headache diary can also be useful in demonstrating the response to treatment. So if the patient's getting six migraines a month before you initiate treatment, and then they have two a month after treatment, we know the treatment is useful. There's certain medications that can be used long-term to reduce the frequency and the severity of the migraine attacks. Three to remember are propanolol, which is a non-selective beta blocker, which seems to have a good effect on preventing migraines. Topiramate, which is an anti-epileptic medication which helps to prevent migraines, but it's worth noting this is teratogenic, meaning it's harmful during pregnancy and it can cause a cleft lip and palate. So patients should not get pregnant while they're taking topiramate. It's very important. And finally, amitriptyline, which is a tricyclic antidepressant. Acupuncture is also an option recommended by NICE for the treatment of migraines. 
and it's reported to be as effective as the prophylactic medications. Supplementation with vitamin B2, which is riboflavin, may reduce the frequency and severity. If the migraine is specifically triggered around menstruation, then prophylaxis with non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like methanamic acid or prophylaxis with triptans such as frovitriptan or zolmitriptan can be used around the menstruation time because they know that this triggers the migraines and this can help prevent the migraines from occurring. Migraines tend to get better over time and often people will go into remission and their symptoms will completely resolve. So thanks for listening to this episode on migraines. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. It wouldn't be possible without his hard work and reliability. He recently showed me all the processes he goes through to make the sound perfect, and it makes a huge difference to the quality of the podcast and also my ability to put out more podcasts. So a big thank you to him. If you found this podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other podcast episode topics, you can pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book on Amazon. The Pediatrics book is also available if you're interested in pediatrics, you need to use it to prepare for your medical exams or you've got a pediatrics placement coming up. I highly recommend having a look at that. If you don't want to get a copy of any of the books, don't worry, you can find everything completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode where we'll talk about cluster headaches.